John Favreau, why would you think that you could have what's her name as your wife in the movie Chef? Yes, what dude. Was her name? <laughs> Sophia Vergara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've thought that so many what? times. Not only it's not like only family. So- it's like Family Guy. It's like Family Guy. Well, not only John Favreau, not not only Sofia Vergara, but also like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> it's just like, why? What are these women? I don't know. He's just like it's, I like to imagine him in the board. They're just like, well, we have some questions about your choices of casting, and he's just leaning back in a chair with his arms crossed, and he just goes, "They're hot." <laughs> Oh, okay, sure. You're direct. Sure, it's your money. Go for it. Ba-ba-da-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody! Welcome Superman. to this episode of oh. Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. My name is Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-host. I'm Josh. You weren't you weren't ready for it. <laughs> No, I was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is our welcome. This is our podcast about old movies from our childhood-ish. Um, we pick one every week that either Josh or I, or maybe both of us, uh, watched a lot as a as a wee lad. And then we view it through our beautiful, glossy, mirror mask style so a little creepy but cool neil gaiman 31 year old eyeballs and see how well they've aged have they aged well have they aged poorly at the end of the episode we will rate this movie either a be kind and rewind or an eject and reject baby wow was mirror was mirror mask the one where it's like the guy in the hospital bed telling the story to the little girl and there's like all these crazy characters uh, wasn't that Big Fish? No, I'm thinking, oh, never mind, I'm thinking of The Fall. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen Mirror Mask. I've never seen The Fall. We could put the mirror, we could put Mirror Mask on our list, because I, I watched it and I remember really liking it, but, uh, <coughs> how are you feeling, bud? My body is rejecting that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Evan and I are best, uh, we're best friends. Uh, he lives yes. in Chicago and I live in uh, the Bay Area. That's right. And uh, boy, do I love it here. I'm never going to move. <laughs> My and wife, Morgan, yes. just left. Oh, no, she left? Where did she no, go? No, she walked out the door Okay. to go to the gym. Oh. That's what happens, right? <laughs> yes, and my cat's really activated. Sorry. <laughs> and I, um, I'm not going to give any personal details about my life here in Chicago. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for, thanks for keeping it real. Yeah, you man. Know, I like it, dude. I do. We just had a my. Speaking of of which, all that oh. was not true, by the way. But Morgan and I just went and visited a little Joshy Pants in Chicago, and I got to tell you. We had a blast oh, yeah. and a half. Should we should we share any highlights from the from our trip? Well, we shouldn't say where we went. We should just say what we did, which is we went to a giant pyramid with a zoo <laughs> in it. Yeah, you know and what? And bowling, <laughs> underwater themed bowling. Yes. And a lot of guns. Yes, we went to a pyramid that had live crocodiles and it had live ducks and um sharks you remember it had sharks <laughs> it had sharks it also had a a, a a a lookout bar that we couldn't go to because there was a lightning 
Oh yeah, it was a, it was too much there was too much of a storm happening. So based on all of that information, dear listener. Google that shit. Yeah, just try to figure out that this is the this is the challenge of the episode. Try to figure out where we went. Um, where you could get all of those things. And also some pretty amazing barbecue, if I do say so myself. Um but Josh, I, I wanted to just say thank you on the air. You are a, an amazing host. If anybody is looking to oh, for Chicago. room and board yeah. to Chicago, Josh is your man. Give me a little ring ding. Uh, I'd be happy to take you to all. Uh, yeah, come on. All the things. Or you could just, honestly, all the Lyft drivers that we had. Did we tell you about this? Every single Lyft driver that we had had like five suggestions by the time we were done taking a thing. Like they all fancied themselves tour guides of chicago it's kind of cute actually everybody wants to be a tour guide of chicago yeah but there are i feel like because everybody wants to be a tour guide everybody just sort of by default is a tour guide you know what i mean yeah it's like how everybody in in like germany is trilingual just because of where they are they're like well i need to speak english and french and german so i just do (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Knowing where the good dive bars are in Chicago is exactly like being able to speak multiple languages. <laughs> um, that sounded really snarky. I didn't mean it like that. Uh, you're a good friend. <laughs> Thanks, bud. I love you, too. So what did we watch this week, Josh? <laughs> oh, we watched... Uh, <laughs> you, you can't the brain- keep yourself from doing it. <laughs> I can't. I, it's just built into me now. I gotta, oh, I gotta curb it. And then what, what I, can I always do to curb have to it? acknowledge that you, <laughs> that you do it. <laughs> we watched the Brady Bunch movie. The Brady Bunch movie from 1995, directed by Betty Thomas, um, starring. Let's see. We got Gary Cole, who is who is famously Bill Lumberg from Office Space. Um, mm-hmm. Shelley Long, who played the mom, she was the oh god, what's her name from Cheers? She was the the romantic love interest from Cheers. You remember that? Nope, didn't watch Cheers. Oh, you never watched Cheers? Um, yeah, but everybody knows my name. Yeah, already, so I didn't need to. Um, but yeah, you know, not a lot of. Uh, I'm kind of looking at the cast list here. Christine Taylor, she's huge. Christine Taylor. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's like uh, Zoolander and uh, right, right. Bunch of other things. Um, and and then uh, you got Michael. Stiller, I think Michael McKean, um, who's been in a bunch of stuff as well. Um, yeah, and you've got some some cameos from the original from the original show. Um, so I I guess we should give that a little bit of backstory. Um, oh, and RuPaul. And RuPaul, yeah, that cameo from RuPaul, that was great. Um, he, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Brady, the Brady Bunch movie. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, and I guess that is possible now that that you know Brady Bunch, this the TV series wasn't happening when we were kids, but they when we were kids they were playing reruns on Nick at Night, um, which that I think was it's very likely that. There's a lot of people that don't know what the Brady Bunch is these days. Yeah, so so yeah, Brady Bunch was basically um, the the conceit of the show was it was somewhat different in the in the set like it was a it was a sitcom it was a family based kind of sitcom, but the big twist on it was that the 
the two people who got together, the mom and dad who got together, were both widows. Um, and they had three children of their own, and they were kind of getting coming together. That was sort of the like, the hook, if you oh, will. Oh, they were that, widows. Yeah, they, um, oh. the mom and the 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 original mom, the biological mom of the boys, and the biological father of the daughters, um, were both dead. So, um, so that's how Mister and Missus Brady got together. Carol, Carol, and Mike. Um, got together so that was that was sort of the hook and then they would get into a bunch of shenanigans and because they were um you know cross-generational there was like an an older middle and younger sibling of each gender um there was always like a different lesson to be learned from each uh from each episode and and then there was alice who was their maid who worked for them for free i guess um never really understood that part of it (laughs) but uh but yeah. Well, she's the lovable maid. She, her life isn't important beyond the walls of the house. <laughs> exactly. So then this movie came out in 1995, obviously not in the 1970s. So it's another one uh, a la Austin Powers, where at this point, it's almost like a double nostalgia period movie, where it's the the scenes with the Brady family and all of the scenes that take place inside the Brady Bunch household are kind of in that 70s sitcom style and then everything that happens outside of it and with all those characters is very much like 90s comedy movie. Um, Do you have a synopsis for us, little Josh? Yeah, I do. That's my little Josh voice. Here we go. Synopsis for the Brady Bunch movie. Uh, The Bradys of the popular... 70s sitcom get thrust into the 90s with a whole new set of problems. <laughs> Family's house is in danger <laughs> of being taken away. It's been taken away by developer Larry Dittmeyer, Dittmeyer. Michael McKean. If the ever positive brood can't ever positive brood can't come up with $20,000. Parents Mike, Gary Cole, and Carol, Shelley Long, initially don't fret until Mike has difficulty getting uh, any of his architectural designs sold. Why does this feel so long? Uh, Fearing the worst, the six Brady kids decide to enter a talent contest and raise the money themselves. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, this is a a movie that... um, Well, I guess I guess before we get into kind of describing what our experiences was or watching it now, do you? So this one was one of yours. It was a choice of yours. So did you? Did you watch this a bunch, or what's your history with this movie? Well, I definitely. I I mean, I don't know about you, but little uh, middle school middle school time late night. TV watching, you watch Nick at Night. Yes. And Brady Bunch was definitely on Nick at Night. I don't remember really why I watched the Brady Bunch, because it's not really, like... It's supposed to be a TV show that is a sitcom of, like, the ideal family right. in, like, the 1970s, so I feel like a lot of that is lost in just, like, watching it as a rerun. I don't know, maybe I should try watching a rerun. Uh, but, yeah, I watched it, and I remember... I remember going to see the movie, like my parents being like, yeah, let's see the Brady Bunch movie, kind of like nonchalantly like, oh, this is probably going to be garbage. 
And then like all of us being really shocked and surprised, like we really enjoyed that. Mm. And I remember really enjoying it when I was a kid. Yeah. Like watching the Brady Bunch movie. I don't really remember why I enjoyed it so much. It was funny, but like I remember both my parents were like, oh my God, I can't get enough of this shit. Gobble. And uh, here we are. Yeah, I I think I had kind of a similar experience. So definitely, yeah, Nick at Night was the place because we I was already tuned to Nickelodeon as being like my one of my go to channels, right? So I was I was very familiar with the Brady Bunch. I didn't watch it so much, um, but my parents definitely watched that through through growing up and um, every everything you said. Like we all went and saw it, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought that I was going to. Um, and we have a lot of like, or we have a few Crockett quotable moments. Um, like every once in a while, my, my dad will just turn to me and go, put on your Sunday best, kids. We're going to Sears. Um, <laughs> I would say that's that's something that we've, we've always grown up with. Um, really? So this movie left a couple of uh, uh, Crockett staples? Some some Crockett, some Crockett talk it moments some crockett memes i guess um oh my god no crockett talkett moments <laughs> crockett talk that's so good <laughs> we we gotta stop what's ooh let's get some theme music for crockett talkett moments <laughs> oh no okay all right there it was <laughs> <laughs> crockett talkett's um, that's such a good segment. <laughs> Crockett talk at moments. That's oh, like man. it's like nostalgia, baby. But your whole family. Yeah, I'll have to think of. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to think of more when we're kind of describing this movie. Um, a Crockett but yeah, talk we 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 liked it. I think that the the success of this movie um, is really on that that yeah. that double generational thing of like. It appeals to our parents because they were alive when the original show was on. Um, and then it's still a kind of a 90s goofy slapstick. Like all of the stuff that happens in the 90s, I think, appeals to kids. Um, but we are going to talk more about that and other things and about our genuine feelings when we come back from this short break. We'll see ya. Mine might not be that genuine. We'll see. Hey, Tapes, Tapes, Tapes fans. This is Morgan, your fan club president. It's season two, and if you're like me, you've been thinking about how you can pay your fan club dues. I talked to the boys, and it's actually pretty easy. We can let our friends know all about the podcast and that it can be found on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and their website, tapestapestapes.podbean.com. Other than that, we can send the boys an email. We can pour our hearts out. We can write fan fiction. We can send in fan art. And we can send it all to 88tapesbaby at gmail.com. All right, I'm going to let the boys do their thing. Back to the show. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Did you have a good hey. did you have a good break? What did you do during your mm. break? Did you eat? Oh, I, I lamented that I don't have another tomato to eat. Aww. I'm just eating tomatoes. Like, I feel like I'm getting lazy. I'm letting my audience down that, like, wants me to 
hear me eat some interesting foods <sighs> because I know that they like it. They like me eating loud foods yes. that Ed, Evan has to edit out, and then it's they makes they for do good like it. That's audio. actually the number one comment that we get on iTunes is how do we get Josh to eat something more squeaky? Is actually what they've been requesting. So. Oh. Sure, let me go find a squeaky food. No, 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 come back, come back, come back. Uh, okay, all right, all right, fine. Um, all right, well, I'll do a squeaky food next time. So when before we left for the break, we, I was kind of talking about the the success of this movie being built built on that kind of mixed generational um, thing, and I, I'm sort of curious because at this point, like I also mentioned, it's more than 20, yeah, it's 24 years old at this point. What did you find watching it as kind of like a not only a 70s nostalgia piece but also a 90s nostalgia piece? Yeah, this is this is mo- this is a an inception of nostalgia babies. Yes. There's a this nostalgia baby had a nostalgia baby. So there's a baby inside the baby. It's uh, a nostalgia grandma. Pro-choice kinda? joke. <laughs> No. <laughs> what? Well, we, well, at least you got something you can edit out now. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> what? Hey, well, let's talk about a baby and a baby. A baby and a baby. Woman's right to choose. <laughs> Okay. Wait, I'm trying to say it like it's the right thing, but it keeps coming out like I'm making a joke like it's the wrong thing. We should just yeah. cut this whole episode. Yeah, this whole episode? <laughs> oh, Stop the well whole episode. Then. It's ruined. No, ruined. Even, even that wasn't uh, that bad, was... but I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, what, what was what the question? Do? What was the question? What was the question? <laughs> um... So what did you what did you oh. find watching it this time around like with the sort of double nostalgia effect it almost was like a because you mean it, the it's, nostalgia baby yeah, and the baby it's it's a period piece <laughs> it's a nostalgia well, baby it, wrapped inside another nostalgia baby yes oh god we got to stop saying that <laughs> it's just going to i'm never going to stop no you know it's interesting i uh yeah because it's nostalgia of the 70s then it's nostalgia of the 90s and then how it's coming through today and initially i was thinking like Okay, what was this the right idea to have it set in the 90s like initially? Mhm. Like at the time was it a good idea and now is it a good idea? And I think it absolutely was perfect. Yes. Uh, oh, definitely. Because because and I think that's something that like a choice that works well for the time and also works well for now. Because, I mean, obviously, right now, like, the 90s are very hip, and, like, everybody's, like, it's, because it's 20 years ago, that's how fashion and, like, pop culture works. The 90s are very in right now. But also, the 90s was a perfect time period to put the Brady Bunch in, because, you know, it's, Brady Bunch is all about, like, you know, nuclear family, like, post-war, like, perfect like gender roles and all that stuff and then you have the 90s which is all about like grunge yeah and like kind of like like a little bit of like counterculture yeah counterculture and it's like it's so perfectly encapsulated in like the first like uh 15 minutes there's this moment where like the what's the younger one the little cindy cindy mm-hmm. is that yeah, the, cindy youngest is the youngest one? girst girl mm-hmm she's just like she's in her yard like 
skipping rope and like doing all the things and then she like opens the door because her ball goes over and she goes into the next yard and it's like people screaming at each other and like cars revving and like yeah fucking like hey what are you doing like, i'm going with my boyfriend <laughs> oh fuck you yeah <laughs> it's i think it's really a stark contrast to even even what the culture is like today because i think even today the the culture is almost like very clean and and not necessarily proper but very like everybody's very well put together like there's a big emphasis on yeah on you know clean haircuts and like your outfit is put together just so like that wasn't really everything's very crisp yeah Yeah, whereas in the 90s it was much more like flannel denim jacket guitar solos like it was very rooted in punk yeah punk isn't really like yeah it's not really the thing right now so yeah that was perfect the other the uh, nail on the head one other thing that i noticed that maybe i don't know if you you noticed this but it made me feel a little uh you know tickled my little cinematographer bone um was when they were shooting every scene that took place in the the Brady house was perfectly level and perfectly framed. It was shot exactly like how it was mm-hmm. shot in the original TV series. Yep. But then the minute that they went outside, not only was it shot more like a, you know, quote unquote traditional movie, but I even noticed that everything was shot slightly at an angle. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a lot. I mean, we'll get into this more, but I think there's a lot of movies. I think there's a lot of aspects to this movie that actually make it way ahead of its time. Yeah. And like fucking brilliant. But yeah, it almost felt like when you were in the just everything about it, like but especially the camera work was like it's like they had all the same equipment in the 70s and all the same shots and all the same setups. It was almost a little jarring to to go from the creepy. two different worlds to be like oh i'm in the tv sitcom because they and and they w- one of the big strengths of the movie that i that i found is like what i would almost what i would recommend to people if they were curious about the brady bunch at all if they were like oh what is that show about i would almost tell them don't watch the show like watch this movie because they do a really good brady bunch episode in the middle of this movie like this, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, they give you all the frame. They don't leave anything out about the show. It's all the framework. Like all the actors are perfect. It's like all the you don't jokes even need, that they tell. You don't even need the show anymore. No, like the 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 jokes that they tell with Alice, um, and like you know when she's quipping about Sam when she's when she's like, you think waiting six weeks for a for an answer is hard? Try waiting twenty years for the question. <laughs> And then, like, she takes a little turn to the camera. Dude, I died when that moment happened. Like, all the stuff with her and Sam the Butcher. Like, I thought that shit was so funny. So something that I thought really aged well about this movie, in the sense of, like, when it was shot, like, in the 90s about everything, is actually, the like, the humor. Yeah. Like, the way that so much of the humor is delivered. Because it's... It's, It still works. I just was like... It's well, I felt like it was so ahead of its time mm. because the way that so many of the jokes come across is like it's the subtle, nuanced, like kind of anti joke <laughs> humor that like is so popular right now. Like something you would see on Bojack Horseman or like the the Netflix show. Oh like, yeah, sure. Within the first with within the first five minutes, we have like I know it's so small, but like they're doing like 
like a montage of like la and it's like all these little like tiny detail jokes of like how like the traffic signs will say like traffic ahead on the 101 and it'll say like quake damage something fucking crazy like yeah, like uh, people blindly shooting each other or some shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's like two people with <laughs> leaf blowers like blowing each other like with the leaf blowers. <laughs> and then when like the mom is like pouring sugar into her coffee, it's like she actually does it for the whole scene and she never stops. She put like <laughs> Oh, I didn't She puts like a that. pound of sugar in her coffee. <laughs> she puts it so it's like they they're so good at subtle humor. They're like, oh, "Hi man. Bobby, are you ready for school?" and she just w- keeps putting sugar in the coffee. And at the end of the scene she takes a little sip from the coffee and she just goes hmm <laughs> like it's like it's <laughs> oh man there's so much tiny subtle humor yeah in this that like it's a gold mine it's like yeah i think it's so good yeah there, there's a lot that really still works and the humor st- i was i was laughing like the entire time um it was so funny in both realms like in the kind of 70s brady realm i thought that dude i thought it was so funny that he kept on proposing that that the i keep forgetting his name what's the dad's name um the dad the dad yeah the dad kept on proposing just his own house as the design for all these different businesses There's so many of those little jokes, and they're so good. They're just, it's just My favorite. So weird. Like, why? Why does his boss not give him any semblance of feedback? The str- the whole plot was totally seamless. Like, I think, I honestly think that this was the best way they could have brought this movie into like the 90s or ever bring it back yeah it's like because it's both because it's doing two things it's both poking fun at what the show is yes but also like but but not like in a sense where it's like this was awful like this was an awful show so just write it off because they're make because all all the best jokes are happening like with the same comedic timing and all the same stuff as like the brady bunch was it's just like (laughs) yeah Oh my god! The scene where like Marsha is Jan is in her room and he's like, "Jan, those are my white socks." Oh yeah. And she's like, "No, they're not." She opens the drawer and there's like <laughs> lines of twenty perfect socks and one is missing. And she goes, "See." <laughs> and then she she puts it back and she slams the drawer closed and she, and then all of her trophies get knocked over. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's great. I this think is a hoot. We, we, I could watch this movie five more times right now. Yeah, I I definitely. Well, well, I guess it's it's that time of the episode. You might have you might have jumped the gun a little bit there, but uh, oh no, I'm not jumping the gun. Is there anything that hasn't aged well? Like, was there anything that you were like, eh? I mean, the only so the there was one part that was particularly uh, let's just let's call it what it was. It was pretty racist. It was when. So they they got the Japanese man to buy um, uh, 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 Mike Brady's design. Um, But then Mm -hmm. when Michael McKean's character goes over and and basically sullies his name, um, I don't know if you noticed, but when when he was talking to him, there were like a bunch of other Japanese businessmen behind him. And then there just was a Japanese man in very traditional Japanese garb, just holding a tray of sushi. 
I don't remember that. You don't remember that? That was, huh. that was weird. I just was like, why they didn't need to do that? Like, it's, you know, it's fine to have Japanese businessmen. That that makes sense. But to, like, have him just there and, like, there were a bunch of gongs going off. Like, that was a little, I was just a little like, okay, this is some of that 90s, you know. Yeah. But at the same time. I almost... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <sighs> No, no, no. Well, what I was going to say is I kind of wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt because this, I mean, this, the, the, the writing, the directing, it was all very smart and they knew what they were doing the whole time, like with every moment. So in a way, like there were a couple of moments where I was like, mm, are they handling this right? Like telling the story of like, uh, you know, a, a young lesbian, like budding lesbian yeah. and like, yeah, the token lesbian what friend. That, but then the there to- was yeah, another token lesbian. lesbian. The other, yes. the other, the blonde woman, and at, specifically on that notice, um, at the very, very end, when they when they come back with the money, so they they spoilers, they win the talent show, and they come back um, with the money to stop the auction from from the bank auctioning off their house, and all of the neighbors are like, you know what, we're gonna stay here too, and it's Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, Mm-hmm. And his, his the character who's his wife, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna stay. And then there's a couple just behind them who's like, the Bradys are great. We're gonna stay too. Did you notice what that couple was? It was a yeah, it was a gay couple. It was a man and a another man. It was a black man and a white man who were a gay couple. Yeah. But they just were. Yeah, there wasn't anything made of it. They weren't like stereotypically gay. They weren't written in as being like gay care there wasn't anything about it it just was like oh there's there's just an extra couple they just happen to be gay and i was like well, yeah that's, that's weird like for for the mid 90s that's really cool <sighs> all right well well yeah we've we've waxed poetic are, are you ready are you ready to rate yeah i think i'm ready okay well i'm gonna go first okay hey evan what uh wait i never say it first uh you always say what, it how first. about no you say Okay, Josh, do you give this a, uh, the thing? Why don't you do it except for yourself? Oh, two, okay, Evan. Will you give the Brady Bunch movie from 1995 directed by Betty Thompson. Thomas? Thomas. <laughs> An eject and reject or a be kind and rewind, baby. Well, Evan, this is weird. I don't... I don't. I don't do this. It's not me. <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to do this. Hey Evan, do you uh, do you be kind and rewind or eject and reject this thing? I think I'll I'll be kind and rewind. Um, and I I think that it's it's gonna be kind of a difficult be kind and rewind. Like I like we talked about. I think at the beginning of this. There is going to be like a whole generation of people who have no idea what the Brady Bunch is, like not even what this movie would be referencing back to. So I do think people probably in their like mid to early 20s and below, they might not be able to get anything out of this. But I think that it it works really well. Like if you're in my demographic or if you're in even my parents' demographic, um, I think it still it still holds up as a solid film. Um, it's a little weird to me that like the Rotten Tomatoes score is as low as it is because I I think even from like a structural standpoint everything works really well. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's my that's my black and white rating. This one gets a pass. What about you, Jush? 
Uh, I give this a... I'm going to give this movie a uh, a review that I gave once before. And okay. I thought of it on the spot. I'm going to give it again. I'm going to give this a raise and praise. Okay, but we're not fighting. The reason that you gave Wizards a raise and praise was because we were arguing. But can't I just give it without the fight? <laughs> Do we, okay. No, you can. Never mind no, then. Give I give the, I give this. No, a, no, you can give it. I give this. A, I, oh, how about this? How about this? I give this a raisin, a uh, raisin praise light. <laughs> you can give like it a, just a regular raisin braise. That's okay. No, you fucking you know. I'm, now we have to. What? You, now we're gonna get in a fight about me no, not getting in a fight. Well, give it the normal rating then. No, I give it a raisin praise idiot. light, like diet diet. It's a diet raisin praise. <laughs> That's so lazy. To make, I to, give this a you, diet raisin. Supposedly, <laughs> you have thousands of these rating systems, and you're just going to reuse one that you used from Wizards? <laughs> what a doof. Okay, fine. You know what? I was kidding. I, that was all a big joke. Yeah? Great joke. I, my real one is that was just a foil to build up that I am giving this one a lease and please... <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you do you want to uh, explain that at all, or just no, not really. No, okay. <laughs> Lease and please Lease and please doesn't even rhyme that much. <laughs> it's like an Eminem rhyme. You could take lease and please, lease and please with these fleas on these knees. Um, Why do you sound like? Wait, are you? You sound like Ren from Ren and Stimpy. No, I'm trying to do Chris De- Chris Delia's Chris Delia Chris Delia's impression of Eminem. Shoutouts to Chris Delia. Uh, he and I are we're best friends. He's a comedian. Um, so yeah, we we both gave it effectively a raise and praise. Do you have any suggestions no! <laughs> for what people should watch instead of this if they were so inclined? Uh, no. I don't... Yes. Uh, okay. I don't really know. This is so specific. Yeah, I think... Um. Well, here, so here's one that I thought of that I, I don't know that I would necessarily... Because, again, I, I would say, like, yeah, go watch it. it. It's a good time. Um, And sort of objectively, it's a good time. Like, I would be curious to hear if, if somebody wasn't familiar with the Brady Bunch at all, if they would still like it. Because, to me, it just is so wacky. Would. It's really funny. Um, But I would say, like, maybe instead of if you don't like this, it's more like... If you do like this, maybe you would like 22 Jump Street. I didn't see that. Did you? Oh, you never saw that? Or 20, yeah, I kind sorry, of 21 the, Jump Street. I was just informed by my yeah, uh, by my yeah, Matrix organization. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I I can I know what you're getting at, and like I know that they did like Starsky and Hutch and all these other like 70s things mm-hmm. as like. But I feel like this is the only one that like got it right, or it's like, hey, instead of just doing like a direct continuation or remake, like let's take that world and frame it in like a a different world, just so that like it kind of like overlays how kind of like special it was and how weird it was and how funny it was. It was just so smart, like because it's just so specific, and I feel like all those other shows are also so specific that to like update them to like the two thousands, it just makes it awkward. Well, that's my recommendation. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm the worst. I get, I get your uh, I get your point. I mean, they 
I I can't think of a situation where they've really done that before. Where they've really done. I mean, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they've done it where they really do recreate kind of the feel of it. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to think about it more because I I was really committed to Twenty One no, Jump Street. No, don't think about it because so the re- you're apparently not allowed to have an opinion. The, re- <laughs> the reason that I like Twenty One Jump Street is. I actually w- was not familiar, and this is why, partially why it's my recommendation, is because I was actually not familiar with the 80s show at all. Like, I had never seen the original mm. 21 Jump Street, um, but I watched 21 and 22 Jump Street, starring Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, and I still had a really good time. So even though I didn't know what it was, I was like, or I didn't understand the source material... I still kind of felt like I was entertained by it. So I guess that's why I was recommending it if you didn't want to watch the Brady Bunch movie because it's kind of like, well, if you don't want that kind of like old, at this point, old-timey reference style, like if that isn't going to appeal to you, just an objectively funny action buddy cop movie might. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Good, good opinion. <laughs> yeah, now you're, now you're pushing. That I'm it. gonna just let you have without saying anything. <laughs> oh, Josh, I love you very much, you're my best friend. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Any? Uh, oh, I have a, I have, I could probably find a closing moral from from Mike Brady um, to send us out. Wait, we're still doing the morals. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, right, fine. So. As a wise man, as a wise man once said, "Wherever you go, there you are." <laughs> Never thought about that way, Dad. Thanks. All right, everybody. Bye. Oh, goodbye. <laughs>